What's up, everyone, and welcome into episode number 78. It is my honor and privilege to introduce a special guest joining this episode, and that is Hope College head baseball coach, Coach Fritz. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for joining. So I did see that yesterday was you guys' first day of baseball for this year. How did everything go? Glad to be back playing? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, It's become a little bit more year-round here um, with the amount of work our guys do in the off-season. So it's a bit more of a formality to start. But, um, yeah, starting my 30th year, so it's it's as exciting as ever on that first day. Our guys are eager to get going. Yeah, absolutely. So as a, as a baseball coach and as a coach on any level, one of the most important jobs is not just kind of coaching the athlete, which is important in itself, but the individual off the field as well. Can you kind of talk a little bit about how you not only coach your players on the field, but how you prepare them? off the field, especially after graduating college? Yeah, you know, I I think one of the things we emphasize in our program is we always put person over player. So we talk about the differences between being, you know, between the white lines and outside of the white lines. Um, Between the lines, we both have jobs to do. Um, We're there to compete. We're there to win. Um, So between the lines, it's a bit different. Um, than it is outside the lines. Outside the lines, it's a thought about what happens um, after graduation and um, seeing what kind of uh, husbands and fathers and that kind of thing that they become. Yeah, absolutely. And you've been extremely successful at being able to implement those things. So you can kind of, can you kind of talk about like that culture uh, of Hope College baseball? Like what culture you kind of currently have? Yeah, and I I think, to be honest with you, I think culture is a bit of an overused term, Um, and it's a moving target every year. You know, last year we had, well, the last few years we've had very solid years, and I think uh, that's really because of the type of culture that was created. And when I say created, I I think it, you know, probably starts with me, but it's, it's built from within. And it's the type of kids that we have in our program that continue to create that. And I think it's a tribute to them. So we talk about inside our, our four walls and what happens within our four walls has to be great. And we also talk about that. It has to stay there. Um, I would say, you know, we, we treat it a bit like a family where there's some tough love that's involved, but once you're in, you're in. And, um, I think on campus, um, oftentimes we're views, viewed as being a bit of a closed off group, which I think is perfect. Um, you know, we we are all for the one team thing, but I, I look at our culture and I think once you're in, you're in. And our guys do a super good job of taking care of each other within that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and while you do say culture – is a little bit overused. One thing that you have built is the culture of winning at Hope College. As a head coach, you have led Hope to 10 MIAA championships, four NCAA tournament appearance. The latest one of the MIAA championships were last year. You also have a career record of 632 
462-2. How have you been able to kind of continue that success at Hope every year, especially in a sport that some consider might be one of the most difficult to win a championship and, and to play in general? Like, all sports are difficult, but it seems like baseball is one of those things that takes a while to continue to build and to win consistently, and it seems like you've done there done that hope for the last 29 years yeah um you know you look at the number of wins we've had and i say we because it takes it it takes more than one to to put the show on the road um we've won over 600 games but if you look close enough we've also lost over 400 so just going with your point right there it is difficult to sustain um you know sustain a um a, a culture of winning in baseball. And I, I would say that a couple things that come to mind, um, first of all, it's a tribute to the young men that we've had in our program. Um, you find out really quickly in coaching that um, if you have good kids, you win. And if you don't, you lose. So it's a hundred percent based on what we have for talent, what we have for kids. And then I think the second part would be to be able to do it at a place like hope um, with the facilities that we have, with the administrative support we have, with the community support that we have, plus a product that uh, we think is second to none. Um, our education is, we feel, one of the best in the country. Being Doing it in West Michigan, being on the lakeshore is a great place to go to college, to raise a family, um, you know, to vacation. So we've just got a few things working in our favor and I, I just think that we've been able to sell a really good product. And I also think that Hope does a really good job of telling our story, you know, from one program to the next, whether it be academic um, or athletic. I think our story is one that people want to hear, and that's where our success has been. Um, we've been able to sustain that. Yeah, absolutely. And as a homer, as a former Hope College athlete and a Hope College graduate, myself that's kind of a couple of the reasons why i came to hope is not only the location but also the people involved the education itself it's just hope college provides so many unique act opportunities that i feel like a lot of colleges don't provide and our facilities of athletics and even education you can consider them sometimes even better than division one schools like the Bosch Fieldhouse, an absolute beautiful gymnasium that you could say probably might be better than CMU, Western. It's just a great opportunity, and I think you did a very good job describing that. And it's for a lot of reasons why I think a lot of people come there is the facilities, like you said, the education and the coaches as well. Yeah, and I think there's a tradition of excellence really um, across the board. Um, where, you know, you talk about being being really good at everything. Um, it, it's not just athletics. It's a great balance between academics and the spiritual dimension and athletics. You know, it all kind of goes together. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does go together and it allows you to continue to grow as a person, to better yourselves and grow in your faith. And I know at Hope College that's a, he, a big thing at hope is to continue to like become that better person and become that better overall in education and also having a chance to play a sport that you love yep no doubt about that 
So in 2021, you reached the 600-win milestone with a 6-4 victory against Trine. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that win and what 600 means to you? Because 600, I feel like, is a like every single milestone is a big milestone, but I feel like 600 is kind of like a big milestone in most sports you get to. Yeah, you know, if I take the focus off myself a little bit, not that I'm not proud of the accomplishment, um, but like I said earlier, it takes it takes a, a, a community of people to reach that milestone. Um, so I, I talk often about memories and moments um, and that our life is built on a, as a series of moments, either, you know, good and bad. That's a moment that I'll never forget. And if I could set the stage for you a little bit, um, you know, it was, it was senior day at our place. And not only was it senior day for the current seniors, it was senior day for the COVID kids too. And um, to go a little bit further, um, you know, we're, we're sitting at 599, we're at home, and uh, we have Nolan Gardner at third base in extra innings. And uh, the freshman at the plate was Robbie Sturzma. And Sturzmas have been uh, family friends of ours for a long time. So I, we've really known Robbie since the day he was since the day he was born and uh he comes up in a big spot and hits the 2-2 pitch probably 400 feet for a two-run walk-off home run uh, for for our, our program's 600th since we've been there and uh in the very front row was of course my wife and coach Sturzma um and it's it's really difficult to to give someone a hug between you know a backstop net but we did it. It was uh, it was a pretty amazing moment, actually, um, for our program and for Robbie and and you know for our family as well. Yeah, that sounds like an absolutely incredible moment. And like you were talking about, you know you know the Sturzmas, so it was probably a pretty cool moment for you and them as well, more than just between you and the other teammates, but because you've known the Sturzma for a little bit, it's probably even cooler saying, Hey, you know what? I've known, I've known that kid. I've known coach Sturzma for many years and for him to do it. That's probably a pretty unique experience. It was, it was for sure unique. And coach Sturzma was actually on the student panel that hired me back in 1993 so Sturz and I go back a long ways too. It was it was just one of those like like I said earlier, it was one of those moments um, that marks your lifetime, and uh, yeah, you can't you can't write the script for that. Yeah, and it's something that seems like you'll never never forget, and it seems like you recruit some amazing kids, amazing athletes. So when you're looking to recruit a kid to come to play baseball at hope what are some of the things you're kind of looking for i'm assuming you're looking for more than just what they can do on the field yeah i mean i i think first and foremost you have to find a kid that hope it would be academically suitable for um, it has to be the right fit academically and maybe more importantly than that it has to be the right fit socially uh you, happy kids are productive kids and they'll get it done academically um, if they're happy being at Hope. Um, the, the next thing in terms of our baseball program, we're trying to recruit ideal teammates. And, 
you know, what, what's an ideal teammate? It's a kid, that, like I talked about earlier, that can come in and fit into the culture and fit into the four walls of our program and um, make us better and allow, allow himself to be made better by our program. So really that's what, that's what we're looking for is, is ideal teammates. And then it's always a benefit if they've got some talent too. You know, you can't, you can't do it on just great teammates. You have to have talented kids. And we've been able to do that with kids that want to work hard and continue to get better. And, and uh, yeah, again, that's, that's the recipe I think for sustaining a certain degree of success which, you know, we've, we've been able to do that to a certain degree. And when you look at Hope College in general, Hope has certainly been able to do that as well. Yeah, it always seems like every single sport in college, and especially at Hope, is in, on the top of the MIAA. I think it has a lot to do with the type of recruits Hope brings in, but also a lot of the things with how great the teams work to get together and how great the players are that are coming in like i said so speaking of players and we've kind of talked about the recruits you have coming in who are some players that fans should really look out for and maybe a few that could surprise a lot of people because they might not have like the biggest names or they might not have had like the biggest seasons the last couple of years that they might not have heard of before Mm -hmm. we've got a pretty good um group returning you know, we lost um, we lost three um, players that were pretty decorated from a year ago. Um, Evan Mayday was a senior All-American um, outfielder. Brant Kim was a five-year starter All-Region player at shortstop. And Sean Hoey was 9-0 and on the mound for us as our number one pitcher. Um, returning, you know, if we go across the outfield, we have Cannon Bain, who's a fifth-year senior, who will start in right field and hit at the top of our lineup. Um, Robbie Sturzma will start in center field, hit in the middle of the lineup, um, was one of the leaders last year in the country in on-base percentage, stolen bases, uh, hit by pitches, walks, all of those things that lead to a great on-base percentage. And then in the infield, um, Al Money was all-conference last year as a freshman. Um, Nolan Gardner is a senior at second base, will be a three-year starter. Caleb Regan um, will be a, a two-year starter behind the plate at catcher. And then I think a couple of names to, to look out for or to watch for would be um, Devin Mewson and Logan McCoy will split some time at shortstop. Um, Owen Krizan and Spencer Cable will split some time at first base. And when Spencer's not playing first, he'll be our DH. He's been an all-league player as well. Um, on the mound, we returned virtually everybody from a year ago outside of Sean Hoey. So, you know, the majority of our innings returned. Um, Matt Plain, Graham O'Gorman, um, Mason Belmore, uh, Shane Hyken will all be names that um, I think, you know, people will see in our box scores. Awesome. And for depending on which type of team you are you absolutely love seeing all these players come back some teams are more pitcher heavy some teams are more hitter heavy like they have a really great offense or some teams might have a really great pitching staff it seems like this year has a really great combination of both of players that can get on base and pitchers that can pitch and if you give them the chance they'll close the game for you 
Yeah, that's what we hope. You know, you, you always say that pitching and defense wins games. Um, last year we averaged a little bit over 10 runs a ball game. So we, we swung the bats and scored quite a few runs last year. Um, a couple, I mean, to, to, to hike that average up a little bit, we had some big, big scores early. Um, but yeah, pitching and defense win, but you still got to swing it. And we talk about a race to seven um, where the first team to seven is going to win, you know, 85% of the time. Um, I, I start to worry that that number is creeping up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, we just try to be well-rounded. We, we love to be aggressive offensively. So we, we like to run the bases, um, see if we can put pressure on the defense however we can. Yeah, just make sure you put the ball in play and next you never know what can happen and it seems like you have quite a few players that can handle that especially Robbie Sersma. yep I mean you're exactly right I mean swinging and missing isn't going to get you very far so you by putting the ball in play and um, you know defensively not giving away freebies or um, yeah just trying to just trying to be efficient I guess is what I would say yeah, absolutely. And we've talked about your team a little bit. We've talked about like all the players coming back. Seems like you're going to have another great season. But for the last couple of questions, I kind of want to look at the bigger picture, especially the bigger picture of your career. Um, we've You said that you're headed into the 30th year of being the head baseball coach at Hope College. You said that the 600th win was a huge moment was a very proud moment. Do you have any other moments that kind of come up that you're like, that's another moment that I'll be like, I will never forget. That's the proudest moment I've ever had as a coach. Like it could be a great accomplishment or it could be a specific player that showed out of nowhere that you're like, wow, I didn't see that necessarily coming. Yeah. I, I, there, there's a lot, I think. And, and, you know, just uh, just for time's sake, I guess I can give you a few. I mean, w- one of the things that I'll never forget is having an opportunity to coach my son for four years. Um, outstanding leader in our program, one of our strongest kids, contributed in many, many ways. Um, but to, to be able to win a championship with him on the roster certainly is special. Um yeah, and you don't necessarily think about that until the year is over. Um, I think back to 2001 when we went uh, down to the regional at Illinois Wesleyan University in Bloomington and played my alma mater. And uh, they were ranked third in the country at the time and and went down there and won a two-to-one game against them. Had a complete game performance by our pitcher that day. Um, so, you know, when I was early in my career, that was a win that was pretty special when you can, can beat your alma mater. 2002, the, the very next year, um, we won 26 games in a row, which that year was the longest winning streak in the country. So those are, those are some moments, you know, in terms of wins and losses. But I would say the, the biggest thing, the biggest, um, maybe one of the proudest things in my career is, we've had three kids in 30 years not graduate and to go to see what they've gone on to be, you know, to become to fathers and and husbands and successful people in their community, whatever occupation that they might be in. So I would say that's, 
you know, when, when this thing comes to a close, I would say that's what we'll remember the most. The wins and losses fade. The moments created don't. And certainly the relationships don't. Yeah, and having only three kids not graduate in 30 years, that is just not only a testament of a great university, but I think it's also a testament to you as a coach, to all the coaches that have come before you, the coaches that have helped you, even the players that have been with those teammates. It just shows that, hey, you know what, even if I'm quote-unquote maybe struggling in baseball or struggling in education, it seems like it's a team that people can rely on and maybe even push you a little further so that you know that you can graduate and you do have that education to continue to expand in what you want to do in the future. Yeah, and I I, I think there's a certain amount of accountability within our program that guys will hold each other accountable. And there's a certain standard that's been built in terms of academics. You know, our, our team GPA has virtually been, you know, with within one or two tenths um, of itself for, for in the entire time in my career. And we have, we have outstanding students really top to bottom. Obviously, some do better than others. Um, but it's, it's about what you take with you when you leave and what you're able to give back. You know, everybody has different skill sets and strengths. So it's just you hope that they can find an occupation where they can take that and, you know, continue to grow. Absolutely. So we've kind of talked a little bit about some of your big and proudest moments. When you decide to kind of call it a coaching career, what are some of the things you kind of hope that, let's say, have like a ceremony for when you retire and they have former players or coaches or fans come up? What do you kind of hope that those players, coaches, fans remember about your time at Hope? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I mean, we talk all the time with our kids about what they want their legacy to be. Um, I, I think, you know, when I look at this program, I think of Carol, my wife and I, um, you know, you certainly want people to think that you cared about their children and that you did the things that you told them that you would do. Um, th- those would be those would be two things. Um, you know, you, you want people to think that you were a good person. And, and, and you know, uh, another part of my legacy is I'm competitive to a fault. And that's just kind of how I am. It's uh, when we're between the lines, we're there to win. Um, but really, it's, it's, I think it's just about relationships, to be honest, if I had to boil it down. That's, that's how I would want to be remembered. Um, you know, you always try to leave something better than what you found it in. And we've had an opportunity to be there a long time. And uh, the other thing I know, and I, I don't say this for any other reason, is, you know, the day that we're done, Hope's going to hire somebody else and the program's going to continue on. So you, you want it to be, you know, more successful for someone else than it was for you. So it's just continuing to lay the groundwork and uh, representing the name on the front of the jersey has been extremely important to us. And we're just super fortunate that we've had an opportunity to do it at a place like Hope. Yeah, and I love the whole statement of leave it better than what what you found in. That's what 
I think is a goal for not only a lot of coaches, but I think for a lot of people is just, Hey, you know what I've had, I've had it great. And you've had it great as a coach I've talked to. And I know several former baseball players, current baseball players on your team that speak very highly of you that really enjoy you as a head coach. So it really does seem like you're making a lot of very strong and impactful things and in people's lives. And I think you're doing a great job. I also think that you'll continue to do that going forward. And like you were talking about, you, you want to build those relationships. And I think you're going to definitely have that once you end up deciding to call it a career. If that means in a couple of years, if that means 10, 15 years down the road, it That's completely true. depends on how long yeah. you want to go. That's the million dollar question. You know, you, you want to can you want to do it because you love it, and uh, I love it more right now than I ever have. So we will, uh, you know. They always say you'll know when it's time, and uh, we're certainly hoping that that holds true um, for us. But you know, in, until that moment gets there, we're going to continue to grind and and uh, continue to try to get better and keep recruiting solid kids into hope and. Yeah, just uh, continue to enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. So before I get to the last question, I do just want to say thank you so much for joining the podcast. It's incredible that you took your time out of your day. It's also been incredible talking to you about your baseball program, learning about the way you coach, learning about your culture. Also, I wish you and your team nothing but the best this year. I hope you guys continue to perform well it seems like you guys have an awesome team but yeah thank you again so much for taking your time out of your day i just wanted to say that before i ask this last question no i appreciate you you reaching out and having me on anytime we get a chance to talk about something that we love um i'm appreciative of it yeah and if you ever want to join again you're always welcome to join at any time but yeah so the last question it's more kind of a fun question and when you're not coaching is there kind of any other sports you really enjoy watching or is it mainly just kind of watching baseball and of course who's your favorite team well yeah that that could be a long answer yes i love watching all kinds of sports um in my house we're diehard cardinal fans um, across the board. So we're big St. Louis fans in football. I'm a little bit more on my own, but I was born and raised a Packer fan, um, growing up in Northeast Iowa. So I really love, I love the NFL, um, baseball, major league baseball. I've had an opportunity to get to know a lot of people involved in the game. I have a former player that's a big league umpire. Um, so we, we find time, you know, in the summers to, probably get to 10 or 12 games um but my wife my wife would say that basketball would be her favorite her dad coached for a long time um she played for him but honestly um we we like all sports we love going to the aquatic center and watching swimming meets and we um i'm an iowa guy so i like watching wrestling on tv and um, we like to watch our soccer teams play and our lacrosse teams play and um, really across the board. Yeah, and I don't know if you know this, but Coach Morehouse is the women's basketball coach. I had him early on in this podcast as well. He's a big baseball 
fan. And one of his goals is to go to every single MLB stadium. He did talk about a couple of them that's his favorites. And as being a big baseball fan, you probably would love to. I don't know if it's a goal of yours, but it would probably be pretty cool to go to every baseball stadium if you ever got the chance to. You know, we're not that far away from completing that. Um, really? There's there's probably probably six six or so that uh, we haven't been to, okay. um, and I do have a favorite, and it's a biased favorite, but Bush Stadium in St. Louis uh, is a fantastic place to watch a game, and then going against every fiber of my being because I'm not a Cubs fan. I do enjoy Wrigley Field just for the history. Fenway Park is great. Um, Coors Field in, in Colorado is, is beautiful. Um, and then PNC in Pittsburgh is, is beautiful as well. Yeah. I, I'm a I'm a Tigers fan, and it's kind of sad to say I've only ever been to Comerica. I'm a big baseball fan as well, and I definitely would love to go to more stadiums, but I've only ever been to Comerica, and the Tigers haven't been very good for the last, like, eight years. So it's kind of been a struggle. <laughs> it's kind of been a struggle best to watch Tigers baseball because because they just haven't been good. And, of course, your Cardinals end up beating the Tigers in the World Series, of course, yes. as well. <laughs> Comerica is a beautiful park, though. I like Comerica. I really do. It, it is a beautiful park. I've – um. I'm trying to kind of do the loop of minor league teams for the yep. Tigers. I've been to West Michigan. I've been to Toledo. I haven't been to Erie yet. I do want to eventually go to Erie. I've been to the Lansing Lugnuts. Now I know they're with the A's now, but I've been to a couple minor league stadiums as well. But I do love Comerica and I hope that you can accomplish your goal of being able to see all the stadiums in the next oh, couple we, of years. We will. That will be uh, certainly on a bucket list for us. Awesome. Well, again, I appreciate you taking your time. I don't want to take out any more time than I have to. Again, I really appreciate you taking your time to join the podcast, Coach, and hope you have a great season. Again, you're more than welcome to join again. Um, just let me know, but yeah, thank you again for tuning in to episode 75 and thank you again for joining me, coach. No, I appreciate you having me on. Good luck this season. Thank you.